The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho, the pod of Thunder and Rock and Roll. And remember, the Judas Rising Tour is underway. And one thing that Fozzie can't live without on the road is our DDP Yoga and our DDP Yoga Now app. And I'll tell you the reason why. Because all the band are doing DDP Yoga almost every day to keep loose and limber after performances and to stay at the top of our game on stage every night. Guitar player Rich Ward is using it. Frank Fonsere, our drummer. Paulie D on bass. Billy Gray on guitar. And, of course, myself. All of us having group yoga sessions in the dress room before each and every show. It's going great for us, and the best thing about DDP Yoga Now app is that we can literally do the workout whenever and wherever we want. I just open up the app on my phone, get to work backstage on the venue, uh, at the venue on the bus, in my hotel room, wherever it may be. I'm actually recording this in a hotel room in Milwaukee right now, about ready to do some uh, DDP Yoga. Uh, it's a great, great workout, as you know. Tremendous program for anyone, any age, any skill level, uh, man, woman, child, and everything in between. It's so much more than just a workout. It's a hell your way to live and diamond dallas page has made it so easy for you to get on board this life-changing program just take advantage of this tremendous deal that dallas is offering he's giving you 20 percent off the ddp yoga now app and all ddpy related match and swag just go to ddpyoga.com slash jericho a bunch of new workouts on the app and the ability to do live workouts from the ddp yoga performance center which is where we filmed the judas video which is now over 1.3 million views unbelievable we did that at DDP's amazing performance center. We want to thank him for that. And DDP does everything there. Uh, he's also uh, he does workouts there. He cooks. And if you go on the DDP Yoga Now app, you'll get nutrition tips and recipes, lots of tools to help you track your progress. And like I said, Dallas is offering you, yeah, you, this incredible deal on DDPY. Get twenty percent off the DDP Yoga Now app and all DDPY related match. Just go to ddpyoga.com/jericho. That's all you got to do to take advantage of this great deal ddpyoga.com slash jericho that's ddpyoga.com slash jericho go do it now get in the best shape of your life mentally and physically just like fozzy do it with ddp talk is jericho baby talk is jericho talk is jericho mama talk is me all right it's talk is jericho and today 
highly requested guest, one of the most requested uh, performers to be on Talk is Jericho. The Raw Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss, is here. I don't know uh, much about her at first until we sat down to do this podcast, but I think we're uh, we're pretty good friends now. We're horror movie buddies. That's because she loves horror movies, which we're going to get into towards the end of the show. But you're also going to talk about her, her bodybuilding days, meeting Arnold Schwarzenegger, competing in the Arnold Classic for many years, how she eventually made her way to the WWE. She's got stories from NXT, a decent impersonation of Dusty Rhodes. Not bad. Not the best one, but not the uh, worst one that's been on the show. Like I said, she's also a horror movie fan. Loves cosplay. A lot of her ring outfits are based on cosplay. She's going to talk about how some of those things have made their way uh, into her characters and her gear, uh, even at WrestleMania. We're going to talk about her WrestleMania 33 moment, her cage match with Becky Lynch that she had, winning the women's title, all of her favorite matches. Alexa Bliss is coming up, and she is amazing. But first, I want to tell you there's still a couple of general admission tickets left to my spoken word show the words of jericho june 8 at vicar street in dublin the june 7th show in belfast is completely sold out but if you're in dublin come hang get tickets at ticketmaster.ie uh there's a few left over and we're also doing a words of jericho show in winnipeg that's right my hometown winnipeg man i'm from winnipeg you idiots that's uh it says i've been uh, famous to uh, say but it's chris jericho live the words of jericho listen in man i got my special guests lance storm and cyrus that's august 25th at the club regent event center get all those tickets at Ticketmaster. so kind of a, a secondary uh, job for me here doing the spoken word shows which is a lot of fun it's just me telling stories uh, from my career funny things sad things and everything in between so come on down and check it out and also come check out the fozzy judas rising tour oh my goodness this tour has just gone through the roof judas has taken us to the next level like i said 1.3 million downloads uh, already 1.3 million views on youtube already uh number one in eight countries including saudi arabia so thanks to everybody in saudi arabia who love judas but please uh go check it out uh the song if you haven't heard it and come see us we're at the green bay distillery live tonight in uh, green bay wisconsin with king and sons of texas and then uh on the 12th uh, or 13th sorry saturday we go to dubuque iowa and then on the 14th is northern invasion in somerset another great uh, Danny Wimmer Festival uh, sponsored by Monster Energy. I'm going to be doing some signings. They're going to be playing, tearing down the house. I think Kid Rock is headlining, but uh, Fozzie's the real main event, as you know. Then in Pittsburgh on the 16th, the Diesel Club. 17th, the Chameleon Club in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. We always love being there. 18th, 89 North in Patchogue, New York. I hope I'm saying that right. 19th at the House of Independence, Asbury Park, New Jersey. 20th, Blue Fox in Winchester is sold out. I'm sorry about that. Sold out. Always good to have a sellout 21st in morgantown virginia uh west virginia that's going to be at the main stage 23 the machine shop in flint 24 the forge in joliet illinois 25th it's the foo bar in st louis 26 27 28 finishing off the tour with festivals rocklahoma uh, river city rock fest in san antonio and of course dallas the bfd then we head over to europe to do the download festival main stage with aerosmith on june 11th i'm hosting the metal hammer golden god awards on june 12th at the o2 arena in London. The 13th, we're at the Crawford Arms in uh, Milton Keynes. That one is also sold out. Uh, and there's also another gig coming on the 14th, so keep your eyes peeled if you live there. Alright, come check out Fozzie. Uh, thank you so much for, for, uh, for being here. Thank you so much for listening, and here it is for you because you requested it yet again. A lot of people are discovering Judas on this show, on this podcast. It is the theme for NXT TakeOver on, uh, on the 20th of July in Chicago, and it is the theme right now for Talk is Jericho right here. 
here, Judas. Personified, and I will drag you down and sell you out. Run away. I'm cold like December snow. I have carved out this soul made of stone, and I will drag you down and sell you out. Erased by the
Oh, man, what a catchy tune. Lars Ulrich loves it. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold dudes love it. Paul Stanley loves it. And all of you love it as well. Thanks again. If you haven't checked out the video, go look at it on uh, YouTube. And uh, we're opening the show every night with Judas. And it's crazy that people know the words. Uh, Every night, everyone knows the words to this song. It just shows how much impact it's had in just over a week of being released. So once again, thank you guys. And uh, we really appreciate it. And FozzyRock.com, all the ticket info, all the meet and greet VIP uh, info as well. That's a lot of fun. We do a little uh, private mini concert for for our VIPs. Uh, we play Fozzy songs. We play covers. We played I Love Rock and Roll the other night, which is great for the first time. TNT, You Really Got Me, Cold Gin, lots of cool stuff. So uh, we're excited to see you, and we're excited to have Alexa Bliss here on Talk is Jericho. Uh, she's super requested, like I said, and uh, she's great. But first, before we get to Alexa, I want to talk about Mother's Day. It's Sunday. Don't forget Sunday, 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 this Sunday. And if you're panicking because you still don't have anything for your mom or your baby mama or your wife, then get to books.com and order some flowers. Now, that's what I did. Okay. This is how sending flowers is meant to be very easy. Go to books.com. They got a lot of selections. You just pick the one you want because I know how frustrating it can be to order flowers. I've had some bad experiences before. You're lured in by some bargain price of, you know, $19.99. But by the time you get to the checkout, that price has jumped to $100 or $150 because of all the extra fees and shawls and all the shipping costs and all that crap. So when the flowers show up, they don't even look like the picture. They're almost dead, maybe. Not cool for Mother's Day. You don't want to send dead flowers. Santa Stone's concert. That's why you need to order from books.com. Books are farm fresh flowers that can last up to two weeks. Beautiful flowers cut fresh as soon as you order. And this is why I'm loving books.com. It's so easy to order because everyone is trying to please me, baby. There's no extra fees or hidden charges. What you see is what you get, and that includes the price. Okay, books. Books flowers started about 40 bucks. They offer free weekday shipping. It's a win-win. Mom is happy with the beautiful flowers. You're happy because you don't have to spend your whole paycheck on one bouquet. And right now, if you register at books.com and use the promo code Jericho, you'll get 20% off your order. And there's another great thing about books. They have the never forget subscription. It's a regular reminder and delivery on special dates like anniversaries, birthdays, Mother's Day. Guys, this is a lifesaver. It's an earth shaker. It's a, it's a, it's a brain quaker. It's a no brainer. Books will keep you out of the doghouse, take you into the penthouse and make sure the important women in your lives are always taken care of. You'll look like a genius because you won't ever forget those special occasions. So get to books.com now B-O-U-Q-S.com. Use that promo code Jericho. Get 20% off your order. B-O-U-Q-S. And remember, use my promo code Jericho. Get 20% off your battle chest. Books.com. Free weekday delivery. Get out of the outhouse. Get into the penthouse. Do what you got to do. Get the best flowers you can get. B-O-U-Q-S.com. Promo code Jericho. I use it myself. These flowers are tremendous. I guarantee it. You're listening to Talk is Jericho. Okay, so... um. I'm doing this show for like three years and I get like a lot of tweets about it and stuff. And one of the most popular tweets is, when are you having Alexa Bliss on the show? At Alexa Bliss. Is that what it is? Or is that, yeah, is, at yeah. Alexa Bliss. At Alexa Bliss. So um, now that you're on Raw, I actually had a chance to, to snap you up and have you on the show. So I'm excited to have I'm you excited. here. I'm excited. That's so cool that you actually like, people actually tweeted about oh, that. Oh yeah, That's they did. That's crazy. But it's, it's crazy too that like when we were doing the Raw Smackdown <laughs> thing, like it really is like a separate vibe. Like, oh, you know, yeah. you don't see anybody for months yeah only like four times a year yeah and so like i had (laughs) never really we've never really had a chance to really talk no so we're kind of doing this like cold which i love it's like (laughs) getting a chance to know you just from talking on the show yeah perfect and i just heard rumors that we're in columbus and you're from columbus yeah it's my hometown Uh, i came in early spent a couple days at home did you 
Yeah, and so now I'm here. Going to be my first actual raw because last week was like the introduction. So now my first actual raw in Columbus in the building that I graduated in. Really? Yeah. In the Schottenstein Schottenstein yeah. Center. Yeah. You graduated from high school here. Yeah. Like you had your big ceremony here. Yeah, we had a. We didn't. And the thing was, we didn't really have that big of a class. It was like maybe 600 people, mm-hmm. but they had the whole Schottenstein Center rented out for graduation. And so here you are, what was that, like five years ago? I was longer than that. Okay, but. so it was a while ago. But is it fun <laughs> for you to be like here now oh, on the yeah. other side of the coin, like wrestling here? Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. You know, it's last time I was here for NXT, we wrestled here and it was it was cool because it was where I had my prom. But like when I came here, like nobody really knew me at all because I didn't really do much with WWE yet. It was just NXT. I had maybe had a couple months under my belt and I had a match against Sasha and I was the good guy, and they still didn't cheer for me in my hometown. So <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> so it'd be different now, though, because now you're the bad guy. Yeah. Hopefully, I get a lot of booze. But yeah. But you, you like just to kind of jump into this, like not really seeing a lot of your stuff. Last week when you came out on Raw, you got a huge reaction. Like I'm, just, I'm not saying that just because you're here. I was like, wow, it's one of those ones where she got a really good reaction as a heel. Seems like you're really suited to to be kind of the the, the the bitchy type of a role. It's it's a lot of fun. Like when I first was told that I was turning heel, I had such mad anxiety because the character that I portrayed before that um, was very bubbly, very. Uh, fairy princess completely not relatable whatsoever and when i was told i was turning heel i had mad anxiety over it because i was like oh my gosh i don't know how to be mean i don't know how to literally just make someone just like hate me Mm -hmm. uh and i'd have anxiety over it we would do heat drills and stuff in the pc and there was times where i just stopped and started crying so i was like oh my gosh i don't know what i'm doing hold on a second heat drills what's a heat drill yeah it's where you basically practice being mean and putting heat on somebody. Really? And yeah. So like you, you'll grab a microphone and go in the middle of the ring and, and they'll say say something mean or how will they do it? So you grab you grab your opponent, mm-hmm. put some heat on them, and then you say something mean and then keep going. So basically okay. trying to fit your character within little spots and learn where oh, to put it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. it was a really cool drill, but yeah. I would just have mad anxiety and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but then uh, once I got used to it it just became so much more fun and now i'm like i'm having so much more fun than i ever did (laughs) (laughs) but that's it once you get that confidence and know the character that you're supposed to be that's when you can really drop into it it's so it's so fun i I love it so you're talking about uh, how long have you been on the main roster smackdown now you're on robin how long were you on smackdown for um since july Okay, so you're still fairly new. So you yes. came up when the big draft happened. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how was it for that, for the transition? We'll talk about your NXT time, but how was it coming like from, I always kind of joke like the minor leagues, but you know, the oh, developmental yeah. system and then suddenly here you are. Oh yeah, it was like going from high school to college oh. for sure. And yeah. it's, it was really cool because it was kind of that moment like, okay, this is what all those years went into, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of developmental and, and just having that larger crowd was amazing and adapting to the travel and you know the people and i love i loved having the girls on smackdown they were all amazing to work with so welcoming and just i i wouldn't be where i am without any of them for sure because when you're in nxt like you have a bus Right? Yes. They drive you oh, around. NXT, everything's done for you. I was like, I, was, I looked, I was like, man, I want to be an NXT. You have to do oh, anything. Yeah. You just show up on the bus and go. And you wear a tracksuit every day. So you don't have to like dress up. You just wear the NXT tracksuit. Uh-huh. And they, you get put on the bus. You get driven around everywhere. There's food on the bus. You get taken to the hotel. 
Hotels covered. Oh my gosh. Get back on the bus the next morning. I'm so Same jelly. Thing all over again. And it's, <laughs> oh, it was amazing. I fit four days of stuff in one carry on. Like, that's how like amazing it was. Because you'd have to worry about it. You didn't have to worry about it. You just had a couple track suits, a couple pairs of workout outfits, and your gear, and you were good to go. So that's obviously very different when you come to the, the WWE. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I liked it, though, because it was more of I have my own schedule now. Because mm-hmm. the NXT, mm-hmm. it was cool, but you had to be be on time on the bus. It's like the UK tour 24-7. Right. You have to be on the bus at this time. You have to do this at this time. But being on the main roster, it's so much easier to just kind of do your own thing. And it's a lot nicer. Did you have somebody to travel with that kind of would help you out as far as renting cars and stuff? Or did you just kind of jump right into it? Uh, well, I started, I rode with Carmella because we were both in NXT at the same time. So we just kind of jumped in on our own and mm-hmm. we're like, all right, well, we'll figure this out somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much easier now though with like GPS and everything. Oh like, yeah. You don't have to worry about like a big map or anything. I was actually just talking to somebody about that two days ago. So um, I was talking about how, because uh, I'm staying with my trainer right now and we were talking about, because she lives like in the country, like super way far away Ohio country where there's no neighbors, anything. And I was talking about if I didn't have my phone, I'd, I'd be screwed because I don't know my way around here. And we were talking about how when MapQuest came out, how it was like the best thing ever. And you printed <laughs> off all the directions. Yeah. And then you had to click the button for the reverse directions and <laughs> right. print all those back, off. Yeah. And as long as you had a working printer and there was no like construction, you were good. Yeah. But if you had construction, you were all messed up because yeah, right. you didn't have that. And then... Before then, you had to use a map, and then then Garmin came out, which always it's just so my Garmin always made me so mad because it was always like, oh, you should have turned left five feet ago, and it's just yeah. like, Ugh. what was it called? Uh, it was there was a Garmin, but was it called like a? There was another one too. There was like a tag tag tum, tum, Tug of, tug of War, I can't remember. It was like another one. It's like a tumbler or something. Was what yeah. it was called, and you would stick it to the uh, window shield. Yeah, you know, you stick that up on there. Yeah, and that's how you would get around. But before that, like you said, the, I remember one year for Christmas, I got a big atlas <laughs> like a big deluxe road atlas yeah like, oh, you'd put that in your bag with your boots and your and your gear you're good to go you're good to go <laughs> just follow it with the damn little uh highlighter that you'd put on there oh, but I couldn't. <laughs> so much different oh my now, gosh right? i'm so lucky that i didn't have <laughs> you to got do your that. kids these days <laughs> so when you grew up in columbus because this is uh, a pretty good wrestling town were you a wrestling fan oh absolutely okay my whole family big wrestling fans um mm. i well i wasn't allowed so i watched it since I was six, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since I was about six. Me and my uh, cousins had, not when I was six, but me and my cousins had a blow-up pool that didn't have any water in it. And so we, we pretended like we were the Hardys and Lita. Oh, and like no we way. would like jump against like the, the pool and like <laughs> acting like we were wrestling all the, the time. That was the ropes was the side of the yeah, pool? Yeah, it was, oh, it was a cool. lot of fun. And uh, we watched Raw every Monday. Mm-hmm. We had pizza from Giuseppe's and my family watched it. And then uh, I wasn't allowed to watch the Attitude Era, though, because... I still watched it, but my mom told me to clean my room once, mm-hmm. and in my idea, this was a good idea. I was like, well, I got two words for you, and I put my arms up to do the suck it, and she was like, you're grounded, and oh. I was like, that's not how it goes, <laughs> and so then she told me I wasn't allowed to watch the Attitude Era, but then my, my mom would let me watch it anyway, mm-hmm. and so I just watched it at my grandma's <laughs> house, and I've always, always been a fan. Clean up your room, suck it, not yeah. the right response. Yeah. Right? <laughs> So I thought it was cool, you know. I was like, "Well, I got two words." <laughs> <laughs> did you go see shows here at the Schottenstein Center, or was it over at the Nationwide Arena? Uh, Nationwide. Okay. Nationwide was always where we went. Um, I, my grandparents used to take me to like smaller shows, like just like little indie 
Mm-hmm. And it was it was a lot of fun. So, are you were you a bodybuilder, or how did you get kind of get discovered to come here? Um, well, actually, I submitted my own kind of thing. So okay, so I was Tell us. after college. I was doing bodybuilding stuff to gain weight, and um, I wanted to do something different. I already got my pro card. I was like, okay, cool. I didn't want to compete pro because it's just a whole other world. And I was like, I, I did what I wanted. I accomplished that. Mm. Next thing. So, so what does it take to get your pro card? Um, you have to win a certain amount of amateur shows, and then you have to win a pro qualifier. So okay. you have to win a certain amount of amateur shows to make it to a pro qualifier, and then you have to consistently place in like the top three to okay. five in pro qualifiers. Okay. So if you like bombed one pro qualifier, you have to go back, redo the amateurs to get to another pro qualifier. Oh, so I see. It's, At it's the end very, of the line, yeah. Yeah, it's very difficult, but... Mm. Um, I ended up doing that. I was one of the youngest to do that. So I was like, that was my goal. Because Columbus is where that. the Arnold Classic is. Yeah. Every year. It seems like it's a bodybuilding kind of a mecca this sort of thing. This whole area is huge yeah. on bodybuilding. It's crazy. Um, and my trainer was like, hey, because he knew I was a fan. He's like, hey, I knew I heard WWE's having a tryout soon. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, they're, they're what? So um, I went online and there was actually like a link on site. And it said, do you want to be a WWE superstar? And I said, yes, I do. So <laughs> I clicked on it and it said, make a video send it in and all this stuff and i made this video oh my god and i'm like trying to cut promos and stuff in it and i'm trying to take my own bumps in my gymnastics gym like kind of thing and uh i sent it out and i was like nothing's gonna come of this but it's worth a shot i get a call saying that i made it to the next round which was in la they were having a casting call wow yeah and so they flew me out to la for a day i walk in and there's all these like la models like walking around and i texted my mom i was like well this isn't happening <laughs> i was <laughs> like, like tall yeah. yeah and i was like okay that's well <laughs> i tried you know yeah, yeah and um after my interview i interviewed with triple h and i totally like fangirled out i was like oh my god you're triple h uh <laughs> but after that they told me I was going to make the 30-day trial after, and I was like, really cool. That's awesome. And then I got a call to, a week later saying, well, you're not going to the 30-day tryout. And I was like, oh. And they were like, we're, we're going to sign you and hope you're as athletic as you look. And I was like, "Wow!" oh. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And uh, Fairly quickly then. Yeah. And uh, so I, I didn't really get scouted out by them. I just... I figured it was worth a shot to go for because it was something that I thought would be mm-hmm. awesome to go for, and I sent in my video. And was it now like I'm to here. dot com or something like that? Like where would you send the video to? It was like a casting email, like some like because they were doing a diva search or something at the oh, time. I see, so, right. so, but apparently I was like one of the only people to submit my own thing. Like uh, from what I heard after was that a lot of them were from like casting agents sure, and stuff right, like right, that, right, right, right. and I was one of the few to actually like send in my own stuff. And um, I just like was telling. I think my wrestling knowledge is what really kind of made me different. Like I didn't, I didn't look like the other girls. Mm -hmm. Obviously I wasn't this tall, thin, like (laughs) model looking thing walking around, but I was just like, I remember talking about like the great Kabuki and you know how I wanted to like have instead of like, green mist i wanted to have glitter and stuff like that so i (laughs) already had like my own idea of like what i wanted to do and like they all thought it was terrible but it was it was what it was how did you know great kabuki that's pretty my my grandma used to scare us with him but i loved watching him like she would be like if you don't go to bed the great kabuki's gonna come get you like you know what i mean and so like we just my grandma like but where would you see him? He was never in the WWE, was he? No, but like she always had like these like pictures, oh, pictures of him and stuff. And then she like somehow got hold of like a VHS of like wrestling, and we'd always watch it and just like play it. And she's, I can't even tell you how 
into wrestling my grandma is. Like, I can't. Mm-hmm. She thought she was going to marry Dusty. Like, that was, like, her thing. She she thought that that was her, her husband, mm-hmm. you know? And she was – if you ever told her that he was going to lose or something from what my mom said, like, she would be like, how dare you? He is a son of a plumber and, like, would just, like, go on the whole rant. And, like, oh, my family is just so into it. I, I can't even explain. You know, what's funny is the, con- the connection that we have is that my grandma got me into wrestling. Oh, really? Yeah, I used to watch it with her and her favorite. Well, actually, her face, she hated Jesse, the body of Ventura. Yeah. And I remember she'd just be screaming and yelling at him. But in the back of my mind, I would never tell my grandma this, but I thought he was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I like that guy. Like, he's yeah. so out of, out, he's outrageous. But she was like, Jesse, the body of Ventura is such a jerk. And I'd be like, yeah, he's a jerk. I like so Jesse cool. Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you, when you have that influence of your grandma kind of, you know, yeah. it's, like, it's, it's something you can do to connect with her. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and it was just always all of us. We'd always just, we had to sit on the floor in front of the TV <laughs> and watch because we couldn't disrupt her while she was watching. And me and all my cousins, we just, we loved it. It was great. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This this is Talk is Jericho. Just to quickly touch again upon the Arnold Classic, did you do a lot of the classics? Oh, yeah. Uh, I competed in the Arnold every year since I was five. Since you were so, five? Yeah, because they have gymnastics and oh. all-star cheer. So I did gymnastics for like at the Arnold for like seven years, all-star cheer, until I don't know how many years, until I started doing the bodybuilding. But I, hadn't, I haven't missed a single one since. Did you ever run into Arnold over the time frame? Oh, of course. Yeah? Yeah. When I did the pro bikini, my last one ever, I knew I knew I was leaving, so I still did the show, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it anyway, you know? And um, that, that's a whole other story. I, I almost got disqualified because I wore an unregulated suit because it had sti- spikes and studs and chains on it. Because I loved it. I thought yeah. it was, like, super edgy, but it's not, like what they want it has so. to be like you have to have approved yeah bedding, uh, some, really yeah so what what happened was i Ooh, wore one tell. to get approved and then i showed out and on stage in the other one i was like you pulled the swerve do. on i them. did i was like <laughs> it's my last one might as well go out with a bang you know? so how do they let you do they like give you tr- trouble or how? oh yeah i got yeah. like i got just pushed <laughs> way down the totem pole but yeah. i got to meet arnold after that and uh that I actually I also met Mario Lopez that day. Mm. So uh, Arnold's standing there. Mario Lopez is standing there. I shake Arnold's hand. I shake Mario's Lopez's hand, and I have a thing on me that says my name. And I was like, "Oh hi, how are you?" He goes, "Oh, you must be Alexis." And I was like, "What?" And I looked down. And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was like, "Oh God!" You've heard about me. I was like, "I was like, yeah." No, looked at oh. he's like he like pointed to my name tag, and I was like, "Oh my oh, God!" Sorry, no. <laughs> I had no idea that you had to have approved uh, stage wear. Yeah, interesting. It has to be regulation, and you has to fit a certain way. It's it's very strict. What's the regulation like? Just so, normal colors or colors? It has to be solid colors. Um, from, at least when I was competing, it had to be solid colors. It had to fit a certain way, like only like certain amount of your like butt could be mm-hmm. covered up because they have to see the muscle and the symmetry. The glutes. The glutes, yes. And basically, you had to have a suit that 
everyone fit the same way hmm. so they could tell the difference in each body type. Oh, I see. So it's very regulated. Like the straps had to be a certain length. The bottom straps had to be a certain length so everyone looks uniform so they can tell mm. the difference in each person's body. And then I come out and like whatever. <laughs> it does kind of make sense though because if you yeah. want to see everyone's definition of the lats or whatever, right. if you have a different type of tie up on the back, it could confuse that. Yes, huh. exactly. And we all had to wear that like mud tan that they spray on you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> everyone just looks super brownish, oh, yeah. like, right? Oh, yeah. I saw – because did you ever run into Dana Brooke here? Because yeah. she, she competed all the time. Yeah, we have well. the same trainer. Oh, really? Yeah. To this day? Uh, well, I don't really train with him as much. Okay. I train with his colleague now, the one that she trained me since I was like 14. Mm-hmm. And then I trained with Natalie and Mike, and Mike's the one that we both – like Natalie, Mike's like her boss, so we all trained together. But yeah, I've known Dana since about 2009. And both of you are here now as well. Yeah. Right. So like when, you, when you're doing like the bodybuilding, like just to finish up on it, like it, when you start getting towards the contest like within a couple of days – your diet is just like ridiculously Oof. like distilled water and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, not even. It's dry oats and asparagus and anything that you can do to pool water, dandelion root. Oh, really? Yeah. So, what are you, are you drinking anything at all at this time? Uh, so, four days out, you're still drinking your two gallons a day just to kind of fill everything out. And then when you're three days out, that's when you start pulling all your water. So you start eating dry oats, which tastes like sawdust. Oh, yeah. Um, How do you swallow them, right? Yeah. Well, what I did was I always put like Splenda and uh, cinnamon in it, mm-hmm. which it gave it flavor, but then it made it that much more dry still and dry and pasty, yeah. Like I remember one time I was eating them on a plane and I coughed and just cinnamon just like <laughs> <laughs> just like flew out of my mouth. Dude. I was like, oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. Like I'm a mummy <laughs> coughing dust at this point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then you have to eat eat like fish and which I can't do fish mm. asparagus anything that'll dehydrate you mm. and then you have to take your water to like sips so I remember like this the third day out you cut it back to one gallon which is still a lot of water but then two days out you cut it to like two glasses of water and then on that the day before it's literally just sips of water all day as you're eating dry oats every hour oh just to like God. dry your body out from the inside and out it's just like torturing it's yourself. It's the worst. And it's it's the deplete week. Oh, deplete week is the worst because you are just this monster. Like everybody doesn't like to be around you. Oh, just super grumpy. You're carb depleted, you're sleep deprived, you're dehydrated. <laughs> you're just a hot mess. You got mud tan all over you. You got mud tan. <laughs> Everyone smells like tanner and fish. It's disgusting. <laughs> so so you do your contest and, and at that point, wherever you place you place. Yeah. Then where where do you go after? Straight to eat, or do you? Oh heck yeah, you do. Yeah, I mean, think about it. You've been That's eating I mean. sawdust for three days. Right. <laughs> so where would you go? Um, a lot of times I went to Mongolian barbecue, uh, and you just, I just made my own bowl of just like everything that I wanted, and then I got a dessert <laughs> and a diet coke because mm. I just I always craved diet coke for some reason. Something about diet coke. Now I'm like, I'll drink diet coke whenever. But <laughs> <laughs> now you can. And uh, yeah, so it's. But you have to be careful because with that, it's so dangerous. There are so many times where I saw people go to the hospital for edema because they – What does that mean, edema? um, So when you have any kind of salt and you get too much salt in your body, you literally swell with water. Oh, I see. And it throws off your electrolytes really bad and Mm. like it's really serious. And I've seen people pass out before shows – because they've depleted themselves so much and then they try to eat a candy bar before they go out to look more vascular and their blood sugar just like spikes oh. and then they just pass out. And I've seen, it's it's so dangerous. Like 
the refeeding process. So you well, have to take it slow because if you just go like all out, you're going to be in the hospital for something. Just think about all the nutrients and all that stuff that you've lost. You yeah. Know, even like when you drink a Gatorade, the electrolytes and all that sort of thing. So I can understand that. When, when you first started going to, to NXT, well, I guess it's different because if you're in NXT, you're in the same city quite often. Yes. Was it harder to still – be training as much as you wanted to or did you have to wean yourself off of that bodybuilding training when you go on the road there's not as many options and it's a little bit harder I definitely had to kind of back off like when I first started in NXT I was way too little I had just come off a show about two weeks before Mm. and I was about 96 pounds really yeah oh my goodness what are you about five feet tall a little bit five feet tall so like I was just a little little thing oh my god but you have like you know nice curves and everything you must have just been a stick at 96 oh my god i was just bone and a little bit of muscle and yeah it was terrible and they they told me they're like you can't get in the ring until you're you know you've gained some weight like they're like we (laughs) need you to put on about 10 pounds 10 15 pounds i was like i'll do even better (laughs) 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 i'll put on this amount uh no but uh so i had to really just be careful with my training because at that time with the way that my body reacted to training it was hard to gain weight because i was just burning so many calories any given point from what my body was trained to do mm. with competing because I had to stay within three pounds of show shape all year round. Mm. So That's part of the rules of being a pro card. Yeah. Okay. So you have to be willing to, you have to be ready to compete whenever the company that you're associated with tells you to compete. So like your sponsor. Or whatever. Yes, okay. exactly. Mm. And so I always had to stay within show shape. So then when I, started nxt it was so different because i would try to still do my 5 a.m cardio and lift sometimes at 5 a.m then go and train in the ring for three hours right. and then lift another two hours nxt and the, and it was just too much i was like okay i can't go drastically not doing mm-hmm. it but i need to like wean myself off and be comfortable with having the ability to eat foods that aren't super clean if that's the only thing that's available mm-hmm. and I think that was probably the biggest adjustment. Hard transition, right? Yeah, very hard. Because when it's like beating your head for three years that you have to eat like this and you have to train like this and there's no other way that you do it and otherwise you're just going to look terrible, like yeah. you have to realize that that's not true. Right. And kind of get out of that mentality. And also how much you know carbs you burn and how much fuel you need. Oh, yeah. I, I remember Eddie Guerrero was going through this phase where he got super, uh, super ripped. Yeah. Probably about 98 or something like that, maybe. We were in WCW. And so he would still do like 30 minutes of cardio or 45 minutes of cardio a day and then go do a 30-minute match and eating nothing but salads, basically, and just be dragging ass with like this hangdog expression, just like so like, hey, man. Oh, I can't I'm like, imagine. dude, you got to eat. It's like, oh, yeah. I'll just have another salad. It's like, salad doesn't count. Yeah. You have to have something more. If you're going to do all this cardio yeah. and all of this in-ring training, you have to eat. Oh, yeah. You have to Just have the that way it energy. goes, right? Yeah. You're like our bodies are a tool. You know, you need that mm-hmm. energy. And like if it makes anyone feel better, like you got to take them in to burn them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How was it for you when you first started training in NXT? Uh, it was difficult, you know, because I didn't have any training prior to that, like wrestling-wise. You're coming and, in completely cold. Yeah, yeah. My first day, I remember I I didn't know what to do, you know, and I started with the girls who were already there were Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, um, Audrey Marie was there. But you get girls with some experience. Yeah, like years of experience. Right, working the indies. Yeah, and I came in and my first day I came in in rhinestone Uggs and a sequin jacket and (laughs) Bill DeMott looked at me and was like, what are you? I was like, I'm Lexi, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, nice to meet you. Hi, Hi. I'm a wrestler now. Yeah, but um, my first day, Sarah Amato was like, "Uh, you ready to take your first bump? 
And I was like, uh, sure. And she literally, like, she kicked my leg out from behind me. She's like, pretend like that I just pulled a rug from you and just, like, shoved me down. And I took my first bump. And I was like, oh. She goes, good. Now the first one's out of the way. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then it was just, like, such an, oh, I will never forget that. Because, like, you know, when you don't breathe out and you just, mm-hmm. just hit the mat, like, that was totally me. Like, the most unathletic bump you Worst will ever. bump. Yeah. It feels like you've, like, been thrown into a cold lake or something. You're just yeah. Like, <gasps> Exactly. And that first week I called my mom and I was like, I don't know if I can do this because like my hands hurt from grabbing the ropes, like muscles that I didn't know existed hurt. I was bruised from head to toe because, you know, when you're first learning to hit the ropes, you don't know that stuff. People who don't know, I remember I still equate it. It felt like I got hit with a baseball bat in the bread basket. The first time I hit the ropes, they're so hard. They are so hard. People don't realize that. They are hard, kids. Trust me. They are terrible. Mm -hmm. And I like in being shorter, like I I didn't know that the rope's not supposed to hit you in the back of the neck. You know, like (laughs) I have to jump up on my toes to hit it. And I didn't know that until like months in. Right. Mm -hmm. So I developed this like callus on the back of my neck. This like calcium deposit, like right on the a bone. Bit of a hunchback. <laughs> oh, it's terrible because I just kept whacking the ropes there. Yeah. And it was it was definitely a very hard transition, but I went to Sarah and I was like, obviously I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not going to be one of those people that tries to pretend like I do. And I I remember we talked about this all the time about how I just like I sat her down and I was like, help me because I don't know what I'm doing mm. and I'll do whatever you say. I'm coachable, and if I'm doing something to mess up, call me out on it right away because I don't want to. I don't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what were some of the things that she would tell you that helped? Um, first thing was, you know, it's not a sprint; it's a marathon. Mm. It's a day by day thing. Um, you're constantly learning. You're never going to know everything. You know, don't sweat the small stuff. Mm. Because you can, if something doesn't go perfectly, you can freak out and sweat that thing and then everything else will derail. Mm-hmm. She is the reason why I've gotten so far because I, I couldn't have done it without her. I what can't a great say asset to the performance center. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. Like I cannot say enough good things about her. She seriously just helped me with everything. Whenever I had a question, she was super receptive and helped me and stayed after. And I always went to extra sessions and trying to learn and tried to, you know, show that like I can do this Mm -hmm. and even though I didn't have the knowledge or training beforehand like I wanted to take this seriously desire yeah yeah. the fact you weren't just some casting call model was different yeah like I didn't and that was one of the things too is like people thought I was a fitness model that I came in as a fitness model and I never did any kind of fitness model <laughs> and so I always found that super offensive I was like I'm not a fitness model like you know what I mean and there's a difference right there's yeah you're a bodybuilder right yeah there's a big difference sure. and people don't know that and like I was I, I remember one time being asked too like uh, Terry Taylor asked me he's like so what are you here to do ring announcing this that and the other and I was like no <laughs> I was like I'm here to wrestle like I was so upset I was yeah. just like oh my gosh like right because you never know you know mm-hmm. like people we get hired on and everyone takes a different role mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i didn't want to be a valet i didn't want to be a ring announcer like i'm not saying they're like no no, no i get you like because i did ring announcing and i was, I was terrible um <laughs> it's harder than it looks <laughs> oh i was really bad and uh why are you bad what did you do i kept forgetting names i could not pronounce alexander rusev's name right for the life of me what did you call him one time I called him Alex Ruska, like just like stuff that just Isn't wasn't. A piece of paper that you read it off of? Yeah. So what I did was I had to stick a sticky note on the back of the, the block. <laughs> of the little block yep. of the microphone? And just like as the music was playing, I would like look down at it and then like. <laughs> at the little square yep. that's around the microphone? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, people caught on to that real quick. <laughs> uh, that didn't get over very well. No, it didn't. So I had to quit ring announcing. <laughs> 
The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talk is Jericho. When you're training with the women or as a woman, do you just train with Sarah or do you get in there with the guys, the guy trainers as well? Um, I actually was able, right before I was drafted, I was able to spend two months in Terry Taylor's class. And I had learned so much from Mm. him. So much. Like, I loved working with Terry. He was amazing. Like, he would say little things, not even meaning to say them, about psychology. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, a light bulb just went off. You're just like, oh, my gosh. Because with Sarah, we had so many new girls coming in so often that it was basically the fundamentals and then matches. Fundamentals, matches. And then Terry would sit down with me, and I would sit and just – I'd ask him to stay after. I'm like, can you watch my match with me? He'd be like, yeah. He would literally pause and go, now why did you do that? Hmm. And I would say, "Uh, because of this. And he'd be like, I get your point, but also think about this. And he would dance around every single other option for just that one moment of a character moment. And you're just like, oh, my gosh. Like, Hmm. that makes so much sense. Isn't Terry's class like kind of the – last class before you go yes. to the WWE it's pretty much like finishing, a finishing class, class right. yeah right that's, and he was obviously very smart when it comes to the psychology the oh, booking absolutely. aspects and things so you could learn from him that you wouldn't learn from Norman or we wouldn't learn from Sarah because oh, Terry's at that different level right yeah he's amazing I cannot say who was in that class with you for the last two months um it was me Carmella Big Cass um Ty Dillinger so pretty much everybody's up here now at yes. this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So who was your first match against? Sasha. Oh. Yeah. Well, that was my first singles match. My yeah. first match ever was a six-woman tag. It was me, Emma, and Sasha versus Paige, Charlotte, and Kendall. And Kendall I, is... Kendall Sky. Okay. And I lost for our team. Oh. Yeah, I, I tried. This podcast is done. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get the name Alexa Bliss? So that was kind of like a a build mock call. So I had all these names that got approved and like, well, I don't know how Bliss came about. I really Mm -hmm. don't. But like the name Ava Bliss, Lexi K, which was like super close to my real name. So I was like, nah, Uh, and Alexa Bliss. Uh And Bill was like, I like Alexa. There's something about Alexa. It just sounds cool. And I was like, okay. Well, like I, I went to school with a girl named Alexa. And so like we got along and everything, but like, I was just like, man, if I had her name, I would just think about her all the time. You know what I mean? Just (laughs) being like, Oh, Alexa. You know what I mean? Cause Lexi is your real name. Yes. Yeah. And somehow like in my real name is Lexi Kaufman. And so Lexi K, but I was like, that's just too similar. It's (laughs) too, too close. It's Um, too easy. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I guess like bliss will work, you know? We'll go with that. And then he told me, he's like, well, if you ever go on the main roster, they always end up changing your name anyway. Keep it for now. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then it just became this. That was my name. But it worked out. Yeah. And a lot of catchphrases. Yeah. Like it. little puns and whatnot like, on it. a few of them. Uh, blissed off. Uh, bliss fit. <laughs> I like blissed off. Yeah. That, 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 that needs to be on a t-shirt. One time I uh, dropped Son of a Bliss. That didn't go very well. <laughs> really? That didn't work out well? <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I found out that the bliss puns work pretty well. <laughs> I'm sure uh, 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 Becky helped you with a few of those. Oh, yeah. She loves the puns. She loves the puns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so where did you get the kind of the, 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 the hair, the purple... 
tipped hair. So I have always had colors in my hair. Mm-hmm. I used to get sent home from school all the time, and like you're just getting kicked out of the bikini contest, get sent from school. God, wow. I'm discovering a lot I of like things about style. myself. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're a rebel. Um, I used to get like sent home for having just bright colors in my hair, whether it was blue, pink, purple, and all this stuff. And the thing was, is they were just fake hair pieces, but I refused to take them out. So I was like, mm-hmm. no, they look cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I guess I just never grew up. Uh, so <laughs> when I first started in NXT, I had purple hair. It was all purple with like blonde streaks. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then like kind of Sasha's purple or is that more? Yeah, lavender? it was. Well, okay. it was more of like a I had electric purple, dark purple. It was just three different purples all in like one one head. It was it was a it, lot. It, going that's on. your actual hair. It was my is actual that killing hair. your hair. To oh, color absolutely. That yeah, right. And then I decided, you know, what? I want to go all blonde with blue at the bottom. So I pitched that. It got approved. But with that process, after having purple hair, they had to dye my bleach, like strip out the color. Mm-hmm. So I looked like Tony the Tiger because I had blonde <laughs> and orange stripes That's for right, like yeah. four days. <laughs> and then they dyed it all blonde. And I got the extensions with the blue on the bottom because they were like, it'll save your hair from mm-hmm. having to keep dyeing it. And then once I turned heel, they were like, so this is what happened. I turned with Blake and Murphy on Wednesday night at TakeOver. Thursday morning, we have tapings at Full Sail. I walk in, and I was asked, where's your red hair? And I was like, uh, my what? They're like, your red hair, where is it? And I was like, nobody told me to turn it red. Do I need to turn it red? And they were like, can it be red in the next uh, five hours? So I was like, oh, my gosh. So I had to call my hair girl to come to Full Sail, and literally, and I just got new extensions, cut the bottoms off and then like spray paint this like red dye on them and why did they want them red uh because it was like a character change okay so it was like from good to evil oh i see and they just wanted this drastic change overnight when i joined blake and murphy and Mm. our gear was all red and black and great you could have just told me yesterday yeah right (laughs) and like so we were done at full sale like midnight and then i came in at like noon so like they had like a good like 12 hours so be like hey by the way and i was like oh my gosh so i literally had to dye my hair and i remember my hair's half wet doors are opening we're first segment and my hair is still soaking wet and michael hayes comes up and looks at me and goes what's going on with your hair <laughs> i was just like <laughs> i had to dye it red <laughs> so that was fun i uh about 2002 Ozzy Osbourne had the tips of his yeah. hair red. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'll, I'll try that. So I did it here with the old makeup. Yeah. Tan. It was red. It was purple. But you'd put it in there and it would last for uh, a week or so. Yep. And it would start to, to fade out. But when I would put the red in there and then I would go take a shower after, it would look like freaking Carrie. Looks like it a murder like, scene, right? Yeah, like a slaughterhouse. There's yeah. blood, like red. I would leave there because you'd put the foil in there and it would yep. look like the biggest mess ever. And I'd be just like... I'll just leave it for the guy to clean up for me. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. But it was just such a mess. Oh, it's terrible. And you actually, know? what's funny is I get a lot of tweets of us comparing hair. I know. Right? I have, like, Somebody actually head. took a picture of the two of us yeah. and posted side by side. Yeah. It's like, you stole Jericho's gimmick. Like, well, I stole Ozzy's gimmick. Yeah, so it's, there it's, you go. It's all. It's all, just, you it's know, all. It's, and it then also now, now we've got a, a Harley Quinn in there as well. Yeah. Which is a little Harley Quinn influence there for you. Yes. Right? I like a lot of the cosplay stuff. So I've done... Uh, Iron Man gear, Freddy Krueger gear, Harley Quinn, Joker, or Riddler, sorry, and uh, Supergirl. Like here? In the yeah. Road? No kidding. Yeah. So so say those ones again. You did. Um, Iron Man was first. Right. And then Freddy Krueger, which so was my Freddy favorite. What, what, what is it? It was red and green gear because it was like supposed to be like his sweater right. and it had like red splatter all over it. Nice. Like it was supposed to be like blood. And a ripped up sweater. 
and I had I wear this like silver handpiece thing. Mm-hmm. I used to wear this metal handpiece. So I put a brown glove under it, and then I put these rhinestones, like spiky fingers on top. And so it was like my own version of Freddy. I love it. It was a lot of fun. I did it for Halloween this past year on SmackDown, and it was a lot of fun. And then I did Riddler at uh, Mania, mm-hmm. Supergirl at Chamber, and then I have a few more that I haven't done yet. They're just waiting to be used. See, that's, and that's something that obviously you just did on your own. No one's telling you to do that, right? Right. I remember Mysterio would do that. He would have yes. like, the Phantom costume or the – I think he might have done a, a Batman costume at one point. Yeah, that's I cool. I love Rey Mysterio. I used to love watching him. And I always thought that was so cool that he would just portray a different character. Yeah. And I remember when I first pitched, like when I was this blue bubbly character, I was like, can I have like a blue everything like Rey Mysterio used to? And they were like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I tried. <laughs> do you do any of the cosplay stuff? Have you ever been to any of those? No, but I've actually gotten a few tweets of people cosplaying me, which I thought was actually oh, kind of cool. cool. I was like, oh, that's so See, but you're you're smart because you have like in order to be cosplayed, you have to have a certain look, right? Right. And with your hair right off the bat, you got it. Like you can put on like a wig with, and you can say I'm Alexa Bliss. And you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Right. Like if someone puts on a scarf and a vest with no shirt. Yep. And holds a stupid clipboard, you can say I'm Jericho. <laughs> but that's smart. That's marketing. Yeah. That's brand recognition. Yeah. You know. Because uh, Woods is a big cosplay guy. Yeah. He goes to those things. That's awesome. You know, I mean, he had to explain what cosplay was. I wasn't even too sure about that. So. <laughs> but let's talk about WrestleMania. You mentioned that uh, you had your Rid- Riddler gear. You had the spikes on the side of your eyes, yeah. which I thought were really cool. How did those stay on? So, actually, that was like put on with boob tape. So oh, okay. Double-sided? We, the, the double-sided tape, we uh, stuck it on there, and we had to test it out first. So, like, for an hour, I had to walk around with them on and make sure, like, when I pulled it off, it didn't pull any makeup off. Because mm-hmm. then it would just look all funky. And then if it didn't, like, hurt... Uh, and I remember Stephanie saw it and she goes, you're not going to wrestle in those, are you? And I was like, no, 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 it's just for the entrance. And like, she's like, okay, I don't want you poking an eye out. And I thought we could just like, headbutt people around right? and just, just like, split them all open. Around, just... Bastards. <laughs> so how was it for you? You grew up as a, as a fan uh, watching wrestling. You obviously watched WrestleMania. Now here yeah. you are. WrestleMania 33 and you're it there. It was awesome. I brought my all my grandparents down. It's mm-hmm. the ones that got me into wrestling. Your grandma, yeah. 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 They were there. Um, it was really cool. You know, I the one thing I'll always remember is that entrance. I just like I I know I'm supposed to be like this bad character and all this stuff, but I stood up there for a minute and I just like kinda Drinking looked in, around yeah. and saw everything. A giant long rampway. Yes, the eighty yard ramp. Oh my God, it was it so was, long. It was so long, right? That's so what? my main concern was the fact that like I'm five feet, right? And my legs are a lot shorter than everyone else's. So it took me twice as many steps to get down there. <laughs> and I was just like, I was literally just like hauling down there. And I was like, oh my God, don't trip, don't trip, don't trip. <laughs> Still trying to look mean, trying to look exactly. tough. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like speed walking. Like I almost got like a Santino walk going. Santino actually is very good at speed walking. Like yeah. for real. He won really? like a speed walking like race <laughs> so there you go so so were you guys originally on the pre-show was that kind of yes. a thing for a while we were originally on the pre-show and which you know we were like okay cool like it gets a lot of views and all this stuff and it's all on the network anyway yeah. is it really even and on usa yeah. you know it's it's all a part of the show right mm-hmm. and then we had people on twitter hashtagging give smackdown women a chance and we thought that was actually really cool and we saw it was trending we're like oh my gosh that's awesome (laughs) and then literally the next day we were told you guys are on the main card and we just thought it was like the most amazing thing ever we were just like oh my gosh that's so cool and then (laughs) then we were moved to semi-main and we were just like oh my gosh it's even better and it was just it was so cool and um it was awesome to see what an impact the fans actually have Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and with the whole women's revolution, like they kind of were the ones that started it with Give Divas a Chance. And now that they've, you know, solidified us a spot on WrestleMania from expressing how they feel about, you know, our brand 
and what we were bringing to the table was amazing. How did you feel about that when you heard, were you in the system when the women's revolution became the moniker, the, 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 the tagline? Yeah, I was, I was still in NXT. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was, I remember being there on Becky's first day, you know, I, I started when it was FCW in Tampa. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. So I started the Tampa days. Uh, and when, you know, I was there when Becky came in and I've seen her develop into what she is now and she's come so far and the other women, you know, Bailey's helped me a lot and Charlotte was the first person to, you know, take me under her wing and mm-hmm. just show me around and teach me the ways of everything and to see what they've done for our women and this whole revolution is amazing, you know. Was were they cool to you when you first came in or were they a little bit like, okay, there's a bodybuilding girl, does she really like want to be here? Or? Charlotte immediately just protected me from everybody oh that's cool <laughs> she was like she's like you're mine <laughs> and she was she was great I, I can't say enough good things about her she was super helpful you know and bailey's helped me so much with my matches and developing as a character i've had some of my best matches with bailey so i'm super excited that's to be great here. yeah to be on raw now yeah because like we said before the women's revolution happened divas were more of the you know eye candy type of a right. thing the girls still worked hard and they were actually there were some very good workers but it was just a different different kind of a vibe right now it's all changed yeah it's it's awesome it's mm-hmm. like i always say it's such a good it's such a good time to be a woman right now in wwe you know mm. i never thought that you know with when i started there was even rules and things of what we could and couldn't do and how do you mean uh like there was you're allowed to do more hair pulling and slapping and stuff like that and no big crazy moves and and to see how our girls kept pushing the envelope and just kept pushing it and pushing it pushing it and to see what it is now like i never thought i would have a steel cage match you know i never thought i'd have a tables match and who'd you have a cage match with becky on on takeover or on SmackDown. On SmackDown, okay. Yeah, it was for All the right. title, and nice. that's when Mickey came back. Okay, how'd you like that? Oh, so cool. Yeah, I didn't realize how big the cage was until mm-hmm. I got down there, and I was like, okay. Now it's finally sinking in. This is scary. <laughs> Especially you, four, five feet tall, right. climbing up there, right? And they were, like, I remember thinking, so there's two ways out over or out and i was like i'm going for out (laughs) over the wall or through the door yeah i'll go through the door yeah because if i fall that's a long fall for me (laughs) (laughs) for anybody what about a tables match who's that with becky oh becky's your big rival yeah yeah it was it was a lot of fun you know it was it was really different but it was one of the most fun matches i've ever had the tables match and the steel cage match are definitely my top two favorite matches that i've had wow okay so much fun because it's so different Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it was so it wasn't like pinfall counts anywhere kind of thing it was it was you're literally in this situation how are you going to get out of it right it was just so fun and so great and i just i loved it because the concept of a cage match is very easy. You just use the cage. You yes. just try and escape. Yes. You know, especially as a heel. So once you kind of get that through your head and, and figure that out, it's actually really easy. Oh, ladder matches so too. Just climb the ladder. Well, it's I'm, not I'm about scared of ladder matches. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to take the crazy bumps or anything. You just climb. Yeah. That's it. Just try and get up there. That's all. Yeah. You know, so that, that adds to the drama and the drama of, of everything as well. Yeah. So, so when you were, were you in FCW uh, and, and NXC as well at the Performance Center, was Dusty helping you out quite yes. a bit? Was he pretty influential on you? Yes. So what kind of stuff was he? I always liked asking because all you guys have such respect for Dusty because he was so helpful. Oh, absolutely. So what, what kind of some of the stuff that he, that he did for you? Man, Dusty gave me a voice. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I... 
when I first started doing promos in promo class, I would get so nervous. I would shake. I couldn't look at the camera. I had to look down. I had to basically just kind of hide myself, which is like not a good thing to do here. You know, <laughs> just don't be antisocial in front of the camera. And right. he pulled me aside and he was like, he was like, you have a gift. Hold on. We have, we have a tradition here. You have to do it in Dusty's voice. Bebe, you have a gift. <laughs> <laughs> what was the gift? Uh, he said you can, he's like, you look into somebody and you can look into their soul. Hmm. Like when I was speaking, like if I, when I actually did look up at the camera, he was like, I felt a connection. Interesting. Yeah. It was very, it was very cool. Um, did I believe him at first? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, um, I don't know about that, but, right. but yeah, he was, he was so helpful and, you know, he had me doing so many different things. Like at one point I was Scott Dawson's Southern sassy girlfriend. At one point I was this Southern belle and then I was a fairy girl and then I was with Shaw Guerrero and it was just all these different things. So he was things. just having you try a bunch of different characters yeah. and ideas to see what sticks? Yes. Okay. And he really helped me branch out and to see that, you know, everything's a body of work. So he would be like a body of work, a body of work, a body of work. And mm-hmm. One time I was even in the mirror room that we have in NXT where you cut a promo and you go back and watch it. And I was singing in there because I didn't, I didn't know what to talk about. So I started singing. <laughs> and he was like, I want you to be a country singer. And I was like, I'm sorry, a what? <laughs> he was like, a country singer. I'm going to bring in a band. We're going to do a vignette. It's going to be great. You're going to be this southern country singer. And you're going to come out on stage singing and all this stuff. And... uh I'm glad that lasted five minutes because <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I was just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, but he always had the best ideas, and I I miss him so much. I do. Yeah, and what was the first the first idea that stuck? Like what really kind of started making you a name for yourself in NXT? As a character? Or? Yeah, was it, well, you mentioned before that you were with Blake and Murphy. Was that kind of the, the coming out? Where this yeah. Is- so when I was first this, like – Fufui character kind of thing that kind of happened because Paige just won both titles. Mm-hmm. Um, she came to Raw, won the Raw Women's title, and they had a tournament and they needed another girl. And they were like, "What'd you do in your last promo?" And I was like, "I wore a tutu and blue glitter." Cool, do that tomorrow. <laughs> what were you wearing a tutu for? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I still don't know that. You know, it's you know those dark days. And so I was like, "Okay, um, I did that," and it just it was just it was terrible. I'm not gonna lie, it was so bad. And then I joined Blake and Murphy, and that was kind of really when I could experiment and be like, "Oh." I can act like this and get this reaction. And mm-hmm. it was it was so much better being with them and learning who I was than having to focus on having a match and still trying to portray this character. And, you know, without Blake and Murphy, I wouldn't be the Alexa Bliss that I am. Gotcha. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Talk is talk is talk is Jericho. So when you got called up to SmackDown, you mentioned working with Becky. Was that your major rival on SmackDown out of all the girls that were there? Yes. Majority Mm -hmm. of my rivalry was with Becky. And Mm -hmm. then I started having a rivalry with Naomi. And then uh, she won the title at WrestleMania. Yeah. 
Uh, but did she win the title and then get hurt? Yes, at Chamber. She ended up getting hurt. Um, and then I faced Becky again for the title when Naomi had to relinquish the title. Mm-hmm. Faced Becky for the title. Won the title back. Beat her ass. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Beat, her, beat her last. And <laughs> ah, then, nice. uh, then WrestleMania came along and Naomi won the title again. And, you know, I was fully prepared to go against her again for the title mm-hmm. for re- more rematches. And then I was in the superstar shakeup brought to her. When did you find out you're coming to Raw? Literally only like a day before because mm-hmm. they were keeping it so secret, right? right? And I was just like, we didn't get travel, you know, like it was like Friday and we haven't had travel yet. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And then I just got travel and it just says Monday. And I was like, oh, okay. And like nobody told me. I just got travel and it says Raw Monday. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe that's probably Maybe. the shakeup. So how did you feel about that? Because I know like in the past when we when we do the switch when you it would feel kind of weird like getting traded from raw to smackdown and vice versa you'd be like well i don't really want to go and then after a couple of weeks you're like well i don't want to go back there like it was yeah. kind of like but there's such a division between the two yeah um i was really excited actually um mm-hmm. i love everybody on smackdown you know they made my transition to the main roster amazing and all those girls are amazing i mm-hmm. love them all to death but you know this is a different opportunity, and I'm really excited for it. And plus, my best friend's here, and so um, who's your best friend? Nia Jax. Oh, is she really? Yeah. I love Nia. She's yeah. awesome. We've She's had some fun best. with her over the last few uh, few months. Yeah. So okay, so now you're reunited with your best friend. Yes. Ah, that's very cool. And the thing is too about Raw, like SmackDown's a great show, and it's really um, grown. But Raw's still Raw. Yeah. It's always the flagship show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's always a diff- little bit of a different vibe here. Yeah, I'm super excited because I, cause I was thinking too on SmackDown. I was like, okay, now what else do I do? You know, mm-hmm. like I've already won the title twice. Um, who can I go into rivalry with? Who can I do this with and that with? And I was trying to like literally think of like all these ideas. I'm like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And then they're like, oh, you're being switched. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now what can Get I do? Ideas. What can I do? <laughs> so what kind of, who are you excited to face here? Uh, Bailey, mm-hmm. for sure. Because you know I've. I loved working with her in NXT and you know, she's developed so much and I've developed more and I'm really excited to see like what we can do. Mm-hmm. Have you had any uh, interactions with Vince McMahon at all? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, I, one of my first promos, I was told that I'm oh, way too expressive in my face cause I, I'm just naturally like an expressive person mm-hmm. and he was like, gotta bring it down. <laughs> gotta calm down a little bit. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, but Did he call you to the de- to the desk in Gorilla. Or? He came over, and I was like, "Oh, Uh-oh. hi." <laughs> but one of my actually, what I I always tell the story. One of my first interactions with Vince was when I was painting my hair extensions. It was really awkward. I was standing at makeup, and I didn't have my hair extensions in yet. And I'm painting them pink and red. And he comes walking by with Hunter, and I'm just like standing there. And he comes and like shakes my hand. I'm like. Hi, and I was like, I'm so embarrassed right now. He's like, why? And I was like, I'm painting my hair in front of you. This is so embarrassing. I don't have any hair in, like all this stuff. And he goes, he's like, oh, it's fine. Does mine need any? And I was like, no, your hair looks great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh. You should have seen when uh, when Johnny Ace or Johnny Laurinaitis first came here. He used to have frosted tips in his hair. And really? one time, yeah, one time he was getting them done in the makeup chair, and Vince walked by. And let me just say that there was no more frosted tips in Johnny's future after Ooh, that. Yes. I can imagine. What are you doing? Look at this. Looks terrible. What's wrong with you? So, but intimidating guy. Yeah, very intimidating. Right? Very intimidating. How helpful has Hunter been to you um, for your career? Oh, super helpful. You know, Mm -hmm. without Hunter, I wouldn't have a job. (laughs) You know, he he 
chose me to be in NXT and helped me so much in that process. And, you know, he would give us feedback on our matches and anything with character stuff at Full Sail, he would say, maybe try this. And mm-hmm. it just made the world of a difference. And, you know, having his critique and feedback on what we were doing in NXT is amazing and he would always stay after and talk to the talent whoever had questions and he would always make time for us which was Mm -hmm. awesome and everyone's so busy and he's super busy he has flights to catch but he always made sure he stuck around and talked to us right 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 now we're talking about sarah uh damato she's at the pc yes but then there's got sarah stock who's up here from winnipeg represent yeah uh she's kind of the agent for for the women's matches is she on smackdown and raw is yes. she on SmackDown as yes. well? Yeah. So has, has she been helpful to you as far as putting together matches and stuff like that too? Oh, absolutely. She is such like a book of knowledge. You know what I mean? Um, I used to actually watch some of her work before she got here, before she came to In WWE. Mexico? Yeah. And is she Dark Angel? or Yes, Dark okay. Angel. And I loved her gear. Hmm. I was always obsessed with her gear. And I remember seeing her at a tryout because she tried out. And they were looking to hire her on as a coach. And I just remember seeing her and like kind of being like a little like starstruck. I was like, like, you have the best gear in history, by the way. (laughs) She was like, Oh, thanks. And yeah, we've really bonded a lot. And she's, she's helped so much. You know, she, whenever I needed help, like critiquing a move to make it a little bit more of my style, she's always, she always has something up her sleeve Mm -hmm. and putting matches together. She's made it so easy. What's your finishing finisher? Uh, It's the twisted bliss. It's like a half. I know it's, well, it it. used to be called the sparkle splash. So (laughs) (laughs) twisted bliss is much better. Um, It's like a half twist flip off the top rope. Oh, right. Cause you're a gymnast too. Yeah. That's very impressive. Yeah. It used to be my uh, dismount off the beam. Oh, okay. So it was just like one of those things I'll just bring here. (laughs) Do you have any other uh, moves that have bliss in them? Uh, no. Okay. I have the insult to injury, but that's that doesn't have. Oh, that's in still it. good though. I, I always like pe- pe- people's names for the moves, right? Because I can never remember them. Yeah. Like I'm still whenever I work the Hardys, I still like, do the flippy thing off the top rope. Yeah. The whisper in the wind. I'm like, yeah. How am I supposed to remember that yeah. name when you're in the middle of battle? Exactly. Right. Call, how, how do you call that real quick? Whisper yeah. Whisper in the wind. Whisper in the wind. Whisper in the wind. <laughs> wind. When you're watching uh, NXT as we wind down here now, there's a lot of new girls there. A lot of really good. Girls performers oh, yeah. there. Who, who do you, who stands out for you? Uh, Ember Moon for sure. Asuka. Tell me about her. I haven't seen Ember very very she's much. She's amazing. She's been wrestling for years. She's mm. had, I know she's had like eight or nine tryouts before she got here. Yeah. And she's one of my close friends. And she like I went to the PC last week to train with her, just to, like get around, get it moving around the ring and stuff. And she's so good. Hmm. So, she just had a great match with Oscar yes. a couple weeks ago. Oscar's yes. pretty kick ass. Yes, Oscar's too. She's one person that I wish I would have had a, a story with. You never get to work with her. And I for live events I did, but for on TV, no, I didn't. So what what about her is so is so good? Like when you're working with her, her intensity. Hmm. Yeah, and she. Her psychology is awesome too. Like her intensity, the fact that she just looks like a total badass and is a total badass is kind of like the thing. I remember, I can't remember who it was, but someone made a comment. They're like, I just really like when she looks like she's kicking your guys' faces off. I'm like, oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Doesn't look like it. Right. She is. Yeah. That's one thing I've seen, like from watching her style. It's very, you know, Japanese strong yes. style. Yes. Which, like you said, a lot of people don't have that. So it really ups your intensity when you're in there with somebody yes. like that. Yes. You know, it makes you want to have to step it up. Oh, to yeah. keep it up, right? For sure. And I got my best cardio in the world with her matches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last last two questions. This is a two-parter. What's your favorite uh, ring outfit that you have 
Ooh, my favorite ring outfit probably has to be the Riddler because now it has a vest. Ooh. <laughs> and I never had a vest before. <laughs> plus you wore it at WrestleMania. Yeah, right? plus I wore it at WrestleMania. So here's always the question. Like, okay, so everyone gets new gear for WrestleMania. Yes. And it always feels like, of course, you have to wear it again. But I always feel like, you know, it's like you're wearing the same dress you know, yeah. two nights in a row. Like you have to wear it again, but I always feel like, ah, it's so special at Mania, but now I'm wearing it you know, at a house show in Peoria, Illinois. Yeah. It's not quite the same vibe. Well, I wore it um, the SmackDown after, because mm-hmm. I felt like it was appropriate you know, sure, yeah. to wear it that second time. I haven't worn it since. Um, I feel like I really just want to frame it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's uh, what I'm saying. Like, it's just a special thing. Yeah. And my, uh, the guy that made my year on the inside of it, he put the WrestleMania logo. So it's like, me- like memorabilia of like, that's has cool. the WrestleMania on it. So I know that's my, my mania. Gear. Who made, who made the gear? Uh, main event. Shout out to main event. Yeah. For, so you say you have some other ones in the pipeline, Yes. but you don't want to give them away. I have one that I want to bring for, uh, the next pay-per-view. Can you and then one clue? of them, one of them didn't turn out the way I want it to. And it's, it was a little it was a little child's play, uh, and I need to get it fixed. A little Chucky. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. You like those type of movies? I do. I, well, I like the villains. Okay. I like the characters in the movies. The movies themselves scare the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. But you know the the actual characters, I'm a big fan of. Of like what child's play? You like obviously like Freddy Krueger. What yes. else? Um, Jason. Like they just like the original like Children of the Corn. See my Jason mask. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, with the Winnipeg Jets logo on it. That's awesome. Children of the Corn was a freak out for me. It was weird, right? It yeah. Was super that redheaded guy. Or it was the remake. The, the original one had the this, original one had the, the redheaded guy Malachi. Yeah. Malachi. Yeah. Oh, I so love it. a girl that I went to school with, I hope she's not listening. She named her kid Malachi, and it freaked me out really bad. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Because <laughs> I kept thinking, "Like he wants you, Malachi." <laughs> Whenever I meet somebody named Damien, oh, the Omen. There you go. It still flips me out. Yeah, I still like. Oh, this is my ba- my son Damien. I'm like, oh, Oof. Antichrist. Oof. You know, yeah. That movie traumatized me forever. I have a I have a serious fear of like. People like hanging. Oh, Damien. Yeah. Damien. Watch me, Damien. Watch me. I'm doing it all for you. Yeah. I was, I'm not going to tell old guys because I was super young, but my mom was watching it and I walked into her bedroom. She goes, don't look at the TV. And I'm like really, really young. And I, I look at the TV anyway. And that's when it happened. Oh, the the drop. And ever since then, like even at Disney World and Haunted Mansion, they have like a guy hanging up at the top. I can't look at it. Those movies it still hold up to the, 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 the Omen 1 and Omen 2. Yeah. Um, they still really freak me out bad. Oh, yeah. And, and the, the remakes aren't as good. No, 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 no. Never as good. And even though they're made in the 70s, they're still super creepy and super scary. And here's a story for you. When my parents went and saw that because they saw it in the theater, I think I was five at the time. I woke up with my mom looking through my hair looking for the mark of the beast no. just to make sure no yeah just oh to make sure gosh. it wasn't the antichrist i look exactly like my dad yeah i'm not the son of a jackal mom right. but i still remember like what are you doing she's like nothing in the next station like, i was looking at your in your head for the 666 mark no. of the beast I'm like oh did you gosh. find it that's terrible that was terrible my <laughs> dad said we, my dad said we found a 555 so we think you're all right <laughs> but yeah just like so bad right oh do you like God. do you ever watch horror movies like from nowadays do you ever go to the movies and see them oh yeah absolutely um I've, but one of my favorites still, like a lot of people hate it, but I liked Blair Witch Project and stuff like that. Love it. Did and you see the, the remake of that? Blair Witch Project? No, I haven't. It's actually really good. Is it? I did a good, well, it's not a remake. It's a, 
it's a sequel to a sequel? it. Like, you know, 20 years later. It's pretty creepy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I love watching horror movies. I'm the worst at watching them because I like, I cover. did the ear thing where I cover up both my ears and then I like, I cover, I close my eyes a little bit and I watch out of the corner. Yeah. But like, I, I love watching them. Like, I used to fall asleep. This is so weird. I used to fall asleep to the movie The Ring. It would be in my DVD player. Oh, wow. And it would just replay. And my mom would be afraid to come in my room and, like, tuck me in. turn it off. Because, like, she was afraid of the horse's eye. Oh, man. I and forgot about that. for some reason, that movie, I just loved it. And then that Halloween, I was Samara. Oh. Like, and I, was, I was weird. Is it Samara, the girl from... The Ring. The, the girl with that the That scene... The hair. Where she comes out of the TV, still one of the scariest scenes of all time. Oh, it's terrible. Just completely freaks me out. Oh, yeah. You know? Did you ever see DC Don't Breathe? Yes. That was good. Great movie. I thought that was one of the best horror movies I've seen in 20 years. Right? I thought I had it figured out, but then Mm -hmm. at the end, I was like, The twist? That's not even where I was going with that. Spoiler alert when he's got the chick locked up in the basement. See, that's what I love. The turkey baster? Oh, that was great. The turkey baster. (laughs) Yeah. The semen turkey baster. I love that uh, movie um, and that part because until then, the guy's completely innocent. Yeah. He's just defending his house. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, people try and break in your house and you're blind. Well, then you deserve to get killed if the guy's a psycho. Right. But then when he has the girl tied up in the basement, then suddenly yeah, it's so like, you're like oh, okay, he's evil. You deserve it. You right. Yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Oh. I really dug that. I that one was... that one threw me through a loop. Mm-hmm. That one really got me. Yeah, I, I, I did not expect it. Best um, one I've seen in about 20 years. What was that? Hangman? Did you see that one? The Hangman? I think that's what it's called. No. It's where the kids have a play. They're in oh yeah, the, 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 and the kid accidentally hangs himself. Me b- being afraid of hanging people, he accidentally <laughs> hangs himself, and then the guy, like his ghost, like haunts everyone. And when they remake the play, they like, can't get years. out of the, of yeah. the school. I had not seen this. Good. It's good. It's yeah. scary, but it's good. There's a lot of those now. Like horror movies are back in vogue, where they're making like a good one like every month. Yeah. Or so you know. Yeah. I recently saw the new Rings movie too. How was it? Rings. It was great. It's called Rings. Rings. Right? Yeah. 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 I was I, I, I went in with low expectations mm-hmm. because I think sequels always ruin everything. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. And I I loved it. I was mm. like, dang, that's scary. Out. What's your all time favorite horror movie? Ooh, all time favorite either Children of the Corner, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, the original. Yeah. With Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah. I like the I like the old ones. I love uh, Dawn of the Dead. Okay. The remake, actually. The remake. The, remake. the original is good, but it's got a really kind of slow section in the middle. Right. The remake was from beginning to end just I crazy cool. Remake. Oh, Dawn of the Dead remake by Zack Snyder. Go check it out. I will. It's really good. It's really good. Yeah, it's from the beginning to end. It's really scary. And then, of course, the original Halloween is my other go-to. Halloween? Classic. Great one. Yeah. Did you see the remake of that? I did. I thought it was good. Zombie movies, Rob Zombie movies are are always good, but I find he really overdoes certain things that kind of like, okay. But the original with the the suspense in that, John Carpenter, the music, just the whole thing, it still to this day freaks me out. That's a good one, too. I didn't think about that one. Yeah, yeah, that's always on the list. Uh, You mentioned the cage match and the the table match. Is there another match that stands out for you as your favorite um, before we go? That I've had? Yeah, for you. WrestleMania. Oh, (laughs) duh. There you go. Of course, WrestleMania. How much time did you guys have for that? Uh, We originally had 18, and then when we got moved on to the main card, we had 12. Okay. So it was still pretty good. Four of that was you walking to the ring. Yes. Everyone else got there in a minute. I got there in three. (laughs) (laughs) My little little nubby legs. (laughs) It's awesome talking to you. Now we're friends. I know. Officially friends. I feel like we're bonded now. I know. We did. Yes, scary movie. See, (laughs) we got that going on. Welcome to Raw, Alexa. Thank you. I appreciate it. 
Thanks again to Alexa Bliss. What a what a cool chick she is, and congrats on being the new Raw Women's Champion. She beat Bailey to win the championship, and we'll see how long she can hold on to the title. I think she's got what it takes. Five feet of fury. Uh, it's five feet of Friday right here with Alexa Bliss. But before we wrap things up, we got to check in with the uh, very serious Team Tiger Awesome and find out this week's news. This is the news with Team Tiger Awesome. In technology news, a robotic patch designed to be worn on your skin can tell if you're dehydrated by analyzing your sweat. Scientists, though, are not stopping there, hoping future versions of the patch will be able to tell how hungry you are or, God willing, how rad you're being when you're drunk. In novelty breakfast food news, Einstein Brothers has launched a new caffeinated espresso buzz bagel, forcing me to have a segment called Novelty Breakfast Food News. When reached for comment, I was very disappointed. And now a look at corn futures. A downward curving headline on guitarist James Monkey Schaefer's intuitive hand says he'll continue being creative. Bassist Fieldy's marriage line suggests he'll finally tie the knot, and lead singer Jonathan Davis will get to play more bagpipes. For more stupid, useful news, listen to the Team Tiger Awesome Show every Sunday on the Jericho Network, Podcast One. As ridiculous as always, you always want to be caught up on the most important news headlines of the week, or at least the stuff that Team Tiger Awesome thinks is important. You need to subscribe to the Team Tiger Awesome Show at Apple Podcasts, and go listen to the Super Summer Movie Preview, if you haven't heard it, that we did on Talk is Jericho on Wednesday. Absolutely ridiculous. Love hanging out with uh, Truly Mundy and Clint, and I love hanging out with them weekly on the Team Tiger Awesome Show at Apple Podcasts. Start your week with a laugh, a Aha! New episodes every Sunday. Be sure to leave them a five-star rating and review. Leave all the Jericho Network podcasts, five-star ratings, reviews at Apple Podcasts. Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus. Great debate this week about working stiff in the ring. Rock Talk with Mitch LaFon. Mitch is delivering great interviews week in and week out. Had a great interview with Robert Mason from Warrant, who used to be uh, uh, used to sing with Ozzy live. They would put him basically behind a curtain, and he would sing backups for Ozzy during the shows because Ozzy didn't want to use live tracks. Great story. Go check that out. Uh, the Raven Effect. Raven's going through his entire wrestling career right now. And boy, is he ever smart. Go check that out. And of course, the flagship show, Keep It 100 with Conan. Uh, random ridiculousness is weekly. And five days a week, it's Beyond the Darkness. They're going to scare the crap out of you. And speaking of Beyond the Darkness, they just launched another brand new podcast, True Crime Tuesdays. You can only get this one at Patreon.com, though. It's a subscription show. And for five bucks a month, you get a new True Crime episode every Tuesday with no ads. No ads. PayPal. So go Sign up at Patreon, get in on the True Crime Tuesdays, and catch, go check that out. Beyond the Darkness, one of my uh, favorite uh, shows in the Jericho Network. We've got a whole bunch of new more shows in the works and cooking. I think you're going to enjoy them all. So uh, thank you for checking out the Jericho Network shows, and thank you for uh, checking out Talk is Jericho. And thank you to this episode's tremendous sponsors one more time, and thanks to all of you for supporting them, including DDP Yoga. Go to ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get 20% off the DDP Yoga Now app and all DDP-related merch. Then there's the book sign up at books.com use my promo code Jericho get 20% off your order and free weekday shipping and you got to do that this weekend is Mother's Day don't forget B-O-U-Q-S.com Saks go to SaksUnderwear.com slash Jericho to get 20% off your first order of the most comfortable skivvies you're going to wear ZipRecruiter post your first job for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Jericho Lyft sign up to drive at Lyft.com slash Jericho and get your free $500 new driver bonus thank you so much for listening keep listening for the 60 second AP News headlines coming up next and uh, next week what do we got next week here let me just check it out and look through my little schedule of rock uh, next week ooh, we got some good ones as always uh, Smackdown number one contender he might win the damn title at the next pay-per-view 
Jinder Mahal is going to be here. Trained in Calgary, uh, worked in India, and is getting his big break right now. And you guys are going to uh, be very interested in what Jinder has to say. So that will be on Wednesday. In the meantime, and in between time, have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay cool. Stay hard. Stay wet. Stay hungry. Uh, peace, love, and hugs. And a big, yeah, boy! Episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.